0: The scripture lesson this evening is from the chapter of, second chapter of Luke, the first 20 verses. Now it came to pass in those days, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to enroll themselves, everyone, to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to the city of David which is called Bethlehem because he was of the house and family of David to enroll himself with Mary who was betrothed to him being great with child and it came to pass while they were there the days were fulfilled that she should be delivered and she brought forth her firstborn son and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn And there were shepherds in the same country abiding in the field and keeping watch over their flock. And an angel of the Lord stood by them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, be not afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, a savior Is Christ the Lord. And this is the sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among men in whom he is well pleased. And it came to pass when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing that is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found both Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known concerning the saying which was spoken to them about this child. And all that heard it wondered at the things which were spoken unto them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these sayings, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, even as it was spoken unto them. Christmas
1: Eve. We all have something to say about Christmas Eve. I remember growing up, did not attend a Christmas Eve service. Because the church I attended, we never celebrated Christmas Eve service, even though we are Methodist, because we attended service on Christmas Day. But we did attend Christmas Eve worship in the Episcopalian church because our friends were there. And part of the reason why we went to church is so that we can hang around our friends for the rest of the night. Christmas Eve memories are wonderful memories. So as we gather tonight, and as we view the world in which we live in, we need to say that our world has become a pretty dark place. Not that there are not any good things happening, because there are so many good things happening in our world. But it is hard to deny the reality of mass shootings and refugees and diverse tensions in our own country. There is a lot of darkness in the world. And in the midst of all this darkness, Christians, on the eve of the birth of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, celebrate. Why do we celebrate? Well, my friends, we celebrate Christmas because of the assurance received from Almighty God Who says in the prophecy of Isaiah, the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light? Those who live in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. Oh, as Christians, we can fully acknowledge the world's darkness. And allow ourselves, ourselves as Christians, to believe that what happened on that first Christmas reveals the power to bring light into the darkness. On that first Christmas Eve, with the shepherds and the angels and Mary and Joseph and the birth of the light of the world, the darkness... For some people, the very first time, they saw light. And it is because of this light during Christmas that we certainly can say our darkness is turned into joy. Our darkness is turned into joy, my friends. If you were to ask anyone on the street, what is the most joyful time of the year? What is the most joyful time of the year? Without hesitation, it would be practically unanimous that Christmas is the most joyful time of the year. And it is because of that joy that we assemble this evening in the midst of darkness. Knowing that the light has been given to us, we assemble to praise God and to enjoy the joy of the Lord. It was in 1719 that Isaac Watts wrote a hymn that came to be entitled, Joy to the World. It is one of the, our most beloved Christmas carols. Even though it was not written for Christmas. Because it really captures the essence of Christmas, which is joy. Isaac Watts was correct when he titled the carol Joy to the World. For Christmas is not just joy to an individual. Christmas is joy to the world. Christmas is joy to the universe. And that joy spreads all over the land. Every country on this earth recognizes the month of December recognize the 25th of December. Whether they celebrate it or not, they observe it or not, they recognize it is Christmas Day. So that joy, my friends, goes throughout the world that on Christmas Day, something happens. Even the angels in the Christmas narrative read to us this evening, from the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter. This is what they said. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And it is that joy that brings us together. The Apostle Paul once said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And it is that joy of the Lord Jesus the Christ The babe who was born on that Christmas Eve, my friends, it is that joy that brings us together. And on this Christmas Eve of 2019, let's share the joy of our Lord Jesus our Christ. In the midst of all the darkness, in the midst of all the addiction, All the discouragement we go through in the world, my friends, on Christmas Eve leading to Christmas Day, let us share the joy of the Lord. I remember reading a story about George Mallory, the famed mountain climber, who may have been the first person ever to reach the top of Mount Everest. In the early 1920s, he led a number of attempts to scale the mountain, eventually being killed in the third attempt in 1924. In 1992, when Mallory was asked in an interview about the climb on Everest? This is the reply he gave. The first question which you will ask and which I must try to answer is this. What is the use of climbing Mount Everest? And my answer must at once be, there is no use. There is not the slightest prospect of any gain whatsoever. We have learned a little, and possibly medical men may turn our observation to some account for the purpose of aviation. But otherwise, nothing will come of it. We shall not bring back a single bit of gold or silver or any coal or iron. We shall not find a single foot of earth that can be planted with crops to raise food. It's no use. So, if you cannot understand that there is something in man which responds to the challenge of this mountain and goes out to meet it, that the struggle is the struggle of life itself upward the mountain forever, then you won't see why we climb the mountain. What we get from this adventure is just sheer joy. That's all we get from this adventure, sheer joy, and joy, he concludes, is, after all, the end of life. We do not live to eat and make money. We eat and make money to be able to enjoy life. That is what life means. And this is what life means for us. We climb the mountain just for sheer joy. My friends, in the midst of all the gloominess, the darkness, and the ugliness we face in the world, let us on this night and on the day after, which is Christmas Day, Let's stop and let us think about the joy of Christmas. Imagine how many hearts are going to be joyful tomorrow morning when under the tree, each kid picks up a present and opens it. Imagine, my friends, how many joy is going to be spread around the world because of Christmas, and therefore we meet as God's people. In the midst of everything that is going on, we come together to celebrate Jesus, his birth. We come together to know that there is joy. As someone puts it, there is more joy in Jesus in 24 hours than there is in the world in 365 days. I have tried them both. And it is that joy in Jesus that we pass on to you this evening. So that when you wake up in the morning on Christmas Day, you've received that joy. And that joy will stay with you for the rest of your days. Isaac Watts says to me and to you, joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive our king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Oh, my friends, is your heart prepared for the king? Because if you're not prepared for the king, my friends, you're not going to enjoy Christmas as you should. It's a gift. It's a gift. And the gift that is given has to be received. Amen? It has to be received. God gave us a gift on that first Christmas Eve And God expects each one of us to receive that gift. And it is when we receive that gift that we know the true meaning of Christmas. John 3.16 makes it so plain. For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but I have everlasting life. Church of the Cross United Methodist gives you a gift this Christmas season. His name is Jesus the Christ. Are you ready to receive him? It is my prayer, my friends, that each of us will receive that gift and that every day of our lives, We remember the joy, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Merry Christmas in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.